Speaking here, who's, who's speaking these, these were the brothers of Jesus. This, yeah, one of the one of the many of the brothers. I've been listening to a, a interesting study. I guess it's David Jeremiah. He's been talking about Jacob and his the family. And, and again, there's that one of that things that I verse sixteen though they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, "Thy father did command." Before he died, saying, "Then it's the so." He was telling the brothers to go to Joseph. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Ask forgiveness. Yeah, one. Well, you see how that happened. Uh, just to be, somebody had to tell him to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, this just like just an observance for me again. How? what we have to do. And, and sometimes somebody's going to have to give you instructions to do it. Um, and I, you know, all the things that, that uh, Joseph took, dealt with, so God was blessing him all the way through it. But when his 
brothers had kind of hated him and despised him for the good things that he had. For the things that he he was just because he was favored of Joseph, of Jacob. A big part of that. The most you were the most loved one, you know. He loved you best. How do you go in? Did he did Joseph here's I guess a question. Did Joseph have something to seek forgiveness for? I think that uh, because of the the favoritism and everything, I think he was a little arrogant about it, and his I think that contributed to his brother's dislike about him. You know, because it was like if you have you're already in this state, you know that you know they're not they don't like you as much, and yet you want to go and say and brag about, hey, guess what's going to happen? you know I'm going to be your ruler, you're going to come to see me you're as well i just it just hit me just a thought and just got we have a president kind of looks like it, it has that similar similar characteristic that that arrogance about him, that people are poor just to poor him for that yeah just that single trait is enough to make people just 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 stirs them up, and I was somewhat the same way, and not not to that degree, but I, I I understand their the reasons for their dislike. It was it's, again, it's one of those things that how we how to <laughs> the, doing the right thing, you know. Again, even in Joseph's thing, doing the right thing, he did. In forgiving his brothers and bringing saving a nation, you know, and bringing them to a place where they had safety, a place for food, and he could, he could have been really cold. He could have been really cold to them. One of the things that I gleaned and why the connection for for Trump came in there for me just was listening to this ministry talking about the brothers and how they were raised and how this this coat of many colors we've all heard of as kids and, and that story been many times in our Sunday school classes. But I was getting a description of it. It was a different kind of coat than all the other brothers had. They all had coats. But this one was a little different. And it's what struck me and how this, again, why I got that connection was this coat was long-sleeved and it meant more to a point of leadership. It wasn't a, a short-on coat for doing, you know, regular tasks and and, and and chores and stuff, but it was a it was a significant difference and it was about leadership, which is what struck me. And and again, how that again, this is the youngest, now it's the first of his beloved, Rachel, wasn't it? And there were other things in the earlier part of Jacob's Family life, for lack of a better term. And there, there's kind of where I come back to that family life thing. And again, we're looking at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and a family that's we've talked about this Sunday night briefly. And Exodus is where we studied on uh, Sunday night. 
But we're looking at a... Well, you notice Joseph wasn't the tribe. His two sons were. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, go ahead, yes. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, his, I don't know, he married outside. I don't, know, I don't know if the other brothers were, if there was reasons for that, or I know that there were, there were in that number, there were certain brothers that were, I want to say legitimate, but not. They were just the way the situation was, the way the family structure was then, and a lot different than what we look at today. Um, okay, why? <laughs> <laughs> I've questioned that more times than ever when I've studied the Bible. And it's hard to figure out why God did not use him. He did. But he did use him in a different way. He had a plan for Joseph. He had a plan for the people. That Joseph was the family. And he gave him two sons that would fulfill the number 12. Ephraim and Manasseh, right? Yeah. But he was one of the tribes. Pardon me? He was one of the tribes. Yeah. And I've got a verse for that. In Revelation, it says that each foundation was made up of, uh, you know, the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. And there were Judah, Reuben, Gad, Aser, Nephthalim, Manasseh, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, Benjamin. So though back then he was not a tribe, he was made a tribe. Because it names all the tribes in the book of Revelation, and one of them is Joseph. So I, I didn't write it, but he was a tribe. Yeah. Uh, or his but name. would have made 13. No, they eliminated one oh. in the book of Revelation. He replaced that one. That whichever one it was, I have to, you know. Because you, at one point, you, as it says, those two sons take place. And, and I believe Dan's out. And I'm trying to think of who the other one would have been. One of them, I can't remember which one of the sons was, did the sin. Well. And then was cast out. Well. <clears throat> Well, Which one the oldest was a sin in his father's bed. But one of them was which is why he lost his right to, to the, the, kingship. The, yeah. the, the kingship or the, the heir to, to Jacob's estate. Again, you look at the, the again, that's, that's the part about this forgiveness and why that family thing came in for me earlier this morning. Again, how even within our own family, how there's things that come up and how do we forgive or how do we go on and some things were going to cost something. Well, he played with his brothers. Oh, yeah, he kind of, I think he worked it He got a snippy bit. and he did bring well, all things around and things like that to realize where they were at. I don't know that Joseph's the best subject of this forgiveness, though, though that his display of it at the, in the Pharaoh's household, <laughs> Made a big difference. It was it was quite a that's a though he had the ability to do something, you know, or was given a great even even to think what he went through and the households of, of 
Potiphar and, and his wife and the, the things that all right now here what am I here now and those guys that he, he shared his dreams with and, and, and they were one was left free of prison the other one didn't but um, <laughs> Baker in the cup yeah how you know and he's still sick in, in, in the jail you know rotting away and nobody said anything until one day. Until one day. My page opened here and the word grace showed up just right there. It's like, okay, yeah, there it is. And it, and it plays through this whole this whole book in, in ways that it's kind of hard to even imagine. And, and, and again, even looking at the definition for grace, you know, it's unmerited favor. It's, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, in a sense, forgiveness. All right, let's go on. I get, let's come on. I want to give you something we can go on It's amazing, again, to me, to, to think of the things, the many, many times that we've done stuff wrong and he's picked us up off of our flat face or off out of that dirty mess that we found ourselves in and, yeah. and said, come on, we got things to do. I, made, I didn't make you for this. And, and I know you. I know you're the one who got you, set yourself up in it, <laughs> you know. But he's dragged me out. He's forgiven me over and over and over again. I think Joseph gets a bad rap. Joseph is the most type of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament as any patriarch or anybody in the Old Testament. And I think Philippians one six says, "Being confident of this very thing." that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And so sometimes maybe confidence may be misconstrued as, as arrogance. And even Jesus Christ himself, you know, you know I and my father are one, you know? And here's another thing, if he called them gods, under whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken with a little g. And so, um, Maybe a little bit of confidence in even his father with the when he brought that dream to him of everybody bowing down to him, he seemed a little bit appalled about the dream itself. But I mean, if a young man gets his dream and it's going to happen and God gave it to him and he tells it to other people, they may feel a little bit of jealousy about this, you know, and um and then actually, and, but I hear that a lot about Joseph. And, you know, I, and then the forgiveness thing. Like, even in the Lord's Prayer, the model prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Right? Give us, and forgive us our debts, as we, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And I heard this, I read this book as, it said that our sins are forgiven us. Well, hello. In, in the balance of us forgiving the sins of others. And so, that's, if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. You know, I, I walk in a room where I've spoken before or something. If somebody has ought against me, man, you can sense it. You can cut it with a knife. And, and they will carry that for years and years and years and years. But it says, when thou prayest, and there remembers that thy brother hath ought against thee, 
leave there that gift before the altar and go by way, first be reconciled brother, then come and offer that gift. It's not even a thing that you have to ask forgiveness for. You did. You got to go to them because they have not reconciled the fact that they have ought against you. So that's my spiel. And we all got stuff like that. Well, I believe his forgiveness asking is because of the years that he did not go to see his father. I didn't come to see him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the way it is with us when we go to the Lord. The years we have <laughs> that we don't go see him, he's there. I think it was on years I spent. And that's the same thing as Joseph was doing. He, did, he had the ability, he had the power, he could have went to his father at any time in Canaan. But he did not do that. He waited till they needed something from him. Then, and then he came up and was like, oh, okay, now. Well, I guess I can do something. Now yeah. I know who you are. Well, I think that there's not well, knowledge of it. Do you, do you hear the song that just came out of me? Uh, that, that one song, years I spent in vanity and pride. No, we not. <laughs> this man who died for me, you know. There's, there again, is this picture we're looking at. Well, I was 32 years old. Yeah. But then his brothers wanted to kill him and threw him in a pit. And yeah, I don't want to go back to that. I mean, like, you know, he was just, hey, but, you know, I want to stay alive. The big yeah. thing was that my parents, they sent me to church, but I didn't get anything. Yeah. They didn't go. They married and never went back to church. And then we make a trip from New York State to California. And that's where the Lord found me. He wasn't lost, I was. Amen. And the 32 years of that, and I realized, you know, what forgiveness was needed. Um, go through a war, go through different things that you normally don't come out of sometimes. And I think you look at Joseph, he was, those number of years that he was in exile, and he had the power to go back. Mm -hmm. As I would be, have the power to go to the Lord Jesus Christ. But until Sunday morning that I realized on Sunday morning that you're an idiot. <laughs> Looked in the mirror, that's the first thing that came to mind. I'm just kidding. But. And he changed a person's life completely, right? I'm not spying. And that confidence thing, he had a dream, yes, but he didn't know how the heck he was going to get there. He was looking at Z, but he was already at A and had no idea how to get from A to Z. And when you compare it to Jesus, Jesus had all the answers. And Jesus never made a spectacle of anything. He only displayed what he needed to when the time came for him to do it. He wasn't going around making... Uh, entertainment value he wasn't just just flaunting here and matter of fact a lot of the times he didn't go to places just for that fact he won't he he healed the sick because someone was sick not because he wanted to make a show of it so and he might tell him don't tell anyone exactly he was it was it was keeping it in secret it wasn't here because it was yeah he had a confidence but he had a reason to because everything he said was completely 100 percent factual it wasn't nothing based on just an idea but where does it say that he was actually flaunting it? 
I mean, it, I, I don't see that where he was actually plotting it. He was just. It was fast. perceived as that. Yeah. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean it wasn't. You said it earlier. And the fact that, you know what? He, he played with him. He, he, well, we look at the character of Jacob in a way, his father's character, and that, that tempter kind of teaser, swindler, you know, in there somewhere. There's, he got some of that somewhere. You know what I mean? He was trained in craftiness. Well, there's the word I was looking for. <laughs> well, and also, too, you know, we go back to the, the big picture, okay? So, every person in the Bible, Jesus aside, they have a fault. Some of them are blatant, some are a lot more clear, but there is a fault. You know, it's like a lot of times we look at, at the book of Job and we seem like, well, Job was just... just you know, guy, he just got this, all this stuff just got poured on top of him, just, you know, just like a, a game God was playing with him. But Job had a problem too. Job was a self-righteous man. And that is what allowed everything to happen. So there's always a fault that allows the evilness or whatever it is to be able to work and for these things to take place. You know, and God, in the case of Joseph, just allowed all these things to take him because it furthered his plan. It and had he had a better end in it. And also that family there, it was a generation after generation after generation of problems. It started back with Abraham and he had his issues. He passed it down to Isaac. Isaac had his own issues and so did Jacob. So it, it's just one one thing after another. And then we go back to the big picture again. You know, there's a whole theme here. You talk about forgiveness. Yeah, Joseph is a perfect thing. But that whole family was constantly needed to be forgiven for the, the actions that they did. And that's the thing with it. Every one of them was actions they did that got themselves in a problem. And then God got them back out of it. Well, but that's our example. That's Israel is our example. Those are the patriots of the foundation of Israel. And so that is our example to follow. Israel messes up, gets chastised, and it's always been the example for even Christians to to see that. But Joseph, you know, I, I'm still trying to see it. I mean, if I could see it in a chapter and a verse where it says that, you know, he was arrogant and flaunting and, and scheming and all that, it, it doesn't seem that way to me. It seems like if somebody got a vision like that, they were a young man, I'd want to share it with somebody, my dad, my brothers, and hey, I had this vision, I had this dream that I'm going to do this. And, you know, it didn't seem like he was hammering it down. And the coat of many colors was given to him from his father. And I, I, I think, like Jim said, because it was, you know, he was the child of Rachel, who Jacob loved, I guess, you know. But anyways, I'm just, I still say that he's a, he's a picture of Christ, a type of Christ. Um, he was delivered up of his, you know, he came on his own, his own received him not. And so same way with Joseph. He was delivered up. And even in his deportment there under Pharaoh, being the leader of the land, you know, he still showed integrity, just like in the house of Potiphar. And even, you know, like there's, we're always going to be 
attacked. And anytime anybody's doing right, they're going to be attacked. And Joseph was doing right. He did right all the way through. And still he's being attacked, even today. And that's just kind of my, I'm just saying, I, I, I want to see it. I want to see it in black and white, where he was arrogant. Well, not all the time we have black and white. You know, no, we, we have to fill in, the, fill in, take everything else around it, and fill in. And that's one of these mysteries of the Bibles that we don't have, you know, a black and white answer. But we can take a lot of the other context and put something together to formulate an opinion. It doesn't affect salvation, so right. it doesn't matter. Like a belly button, we all have one. <laughs> Even when Jacob died, they're, they're still they're fearful of Joseph. I hope Jacob That's where we started in, in the very tail end of Genesis at the, at the funeral for Jacob. And, and on the subject of Joseph, and, and actually they were told to send someone to, to Joseph to seek forgiveness. Yeah. And, and, and that just explains their fear still of him. Again, he had, that was a powerful man. I mean, he was put in a, great, a place of great power. Oh, God. But who put him there? You know, it's kind of where I'm going. <laughs> God put Joseph in a training space in that time. Mm -hmm. And that training space was, I see those that hated me and sold me. And I think being a human like we are, okay, always our point is to get even, no matter what. But then God puts you in a spot, in a training spot, where he allows you to soften up. And he softens you up through his son Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. And that's, so that's where Joseph was going and then, that's 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 the only explanation. Play the play the game with the cup, play the game with the bag, play the game. But then realizing after he saw his his brother, his young brother, that really there was something there. Well, and again, you look at this that family again. He got to see Benjamin. Yeah. That he that, that would have been more of a reason to go back than to see his dad. And yeah, because this man's hard, I think, you know, and you know your, your younger siblings and stuff, and it, it, there's a soft spot in most cases for the younger ones. Joseph probably, when he went in captivity, when he was sold, probably about 12 to 14 years old. Long time. And when you, I mean, you look at the, the years as they tumble along, and what happened in, the, in Egypt and everything. He probably was right in that age span. And it really, that's a span that you build a something, hatred. When you're misused at that time, it's usually the time in your life that you build a form of hatred. Yet he had the softness that he was taught. And God used that in both of the circumstances of jail was that used? And that's an amazing thing. He, he come through that, and then seeing his his brother and the and the and his brothers, and then finally his father. It says here in the in the fiftieth verse, and Joseph fell upon his father's face, and wept against him, upon him, and kissed him. And that was a point of of love and compassion for his father at that time. One thing I find interesting... Oh, go ahead. And that's Jesus. Yeah. 
what? wept on the cross. He fell upon the, the pressure of all things around him. And he solemnly said, Father, forgive me what I have done. Into thy hands I commit my soul. And Joseph was more or less being humbled at that point. I think with any of us, and a lot of people can't get beyond that point. That's, I think, and that's a big part of that, that forgiveness part. Seeking so, it, or even giving it. You know, it's, it, that, that, there's a humbleness to that. I mean, you've got to let go of some stuff. Well, all the way through the Bible, there's forgiveness. If you look at Genesis, the act in Genesis, God made, what? Cloaks for them. Mm -hmm. Coverings. To cover them and, and forgiven them. You see it all the way through every every part of the Bible from the very Genesis is forgiveness. And also when you get to Genesis 1, it's forgiveness of a previous world that was in the beginning. And it shows that he created, and then there's a base spaces in between one and two. But there was a time before we don't know about. You know, when he saw his brothers and he wept and he cleared the room and he made known unto them who he was, that he was his brother. Now, a display of his forgiveness, I believe, began right there to his brothers. But nowhere with Potiphar in, or in prison or being the second ruler <coughs> in Egypt did he ever display any resentment towards them. But then even when they came to him to ask for his forgiveness, in verses 19, 20, and 21, it pretty much shows that he forgave them, um, you know, the display of it. But really, I, I just wonder if he had already forgiven them, like... Well, you know, that's, that's part, of the, part of this issue that we have with forgiveness, and it's just part of this, to me, part of it, because we carry stuff. We carry our histories, all of our past, our childhood events, Things that we've, we've been through that as, as youngsters, as, as adults, business transactions or whatever, things that we continue to, that are with us today, whether we acknowledge it or not, they're, they're part of who we are. Um, and what I was thinking about, and, and as you were talking about that, you know, we don't necessarily forgive, we just go on. We, we take, accept it as what it is, and guess what, I can't change anything. That's not, I mean, it's not like I'm looking to forgive that person that did, did odd against me because I don't want to go find them, you know? I just don't want to go down that road again. I, I did that, and, and that wasn't something <coughs> I, I, I have pleasure in, and I don't want to go there. You know what I mean? I mean, whether that, that first person that gave you the first drink of alcohol or the one who took you in the closet and did whatever they did to you, I'm not looking to go back there. But in our hearts, it's where this thing takes place, and and, and it's a, one of those. It's a hard issue. It's a hard. It's it's. But it's something all of us have to figure out how to deal with. And and again, some of those things. Even as I said, in, in our forgiveness and asking for forgiveness and going to the Lord to to seek that. Maybe that's the only place I can go to get those things out of me, to let go, and let God, to deal with those issues. Uh, well, it's like I was—I went forward in the next place that I have a reference to, to that word forgive, and it's in, and it's in uh, Exodus, and it, guess who's asking for forgiveness? The Pharaoh. Like I tell you about my 
three-year-old nephew that he said to his mommy, mommy, no matter how hard I try to be good, I'm always bad. <laughs> it's something that's, I mean, with the world we're born into, and the way we're born into the world, with sin. It's got, it surfaces. And it also has a lot to do with he was raised when he was a kid, parents. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't, I don't think we understand sin. Yeah, the only way true. we do is through the blood of Christ. But I, I don't believe, and then we really don't because we just automatically do it because the flesh says this yeah. is what I want to do. And you've got a spirit in there that's telling you this is not what you're supposed to do. And we have that inner built into us that we need to constantly ask the Lord forgiveness. Well, looking at this scripture reference, and here, this is 10:16, and it says, The Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron in haste. And he said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Verse 17. Now therefore forgive, I pray thee, my sin only this once, and entreat the Lord your God that he may take away from me this death only. And they left the room uh, to, to bring this request to the Lord. Well, he did for a little bit and, and take, pulled the locusts out, but then he let the Pharaoh's heart get hardened again. Just once, and we got a whole lot more than one to deal with. And as you said, that child knows it. Even the child knows it. That we're going to sin. That I, I can't help it. And yeah, there's that part that how as as Christians, when we get to share, when we've been called to share the gospel message. What an awesome gift. And then, how do we, convincing someone that they're a sinner that needs a savior seems to be so difficult sometimes. There's people who will run and, and curse you for calling them out. I mean, it's just one of those, it's just, I guess, again, back to that nature of the beast that, and the deception that the adversary has on our world. We look around us. You know, I heard about this three-column inventory list because unforgiving spirit festers resentment. And so the three-column inventory list is what was the offense that I think somebody did against me? And then it is who was the offense? You know, who did it? And then what part did I have in the offense? And so many times I find that, you know, it, it kind of full circles around me anyways. But I think a prayer even, if I regard iniquity of my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And so cleaning those prayer channels out with it, you know, is beginning with forgiveness. Again, it's one of those things that, uh, I, I, you just see it everywhere. I mean, it's amazing how, how it surfaces and, and, and kind of just, it's, for 
black. It's just garbage surrounding us. We're just kind of being in it. It's just that thing. And we all got it. <laughs> you know? Well, you see what our world is now. You see what it is in the past. If you read into a certain amount of um, dig into some of the tells of history in cities it was. <clears throat> it has not really changed. It has not received the message. And that's one of the things, that, like, I was reading a little piece the other day, it says, before you talk to God, ask him to forgive you, and then talk to him. Amen. Because you have no yeah. right at that king, at that throne, oh, until you're forgiven. I mean, you've been, I've been given up my natural sins, and now I have others that are there that need to be cleared up. Was it 520 some of the Jewish people have? I think it is. But they're supposed to say every day and check it off. Oh. <clears throat> they get disgusted before they even get to 10 times. <laughs> okay, and we do. Yeah. That's, that's the state of, of, of humanity. In that. I mean, and, and hopefully, again, it's good. I don't know how, what God's doing here, except that I know he loves us and he's still trying to get this this mess cleaned up. I know it's going to take a great, it's going to take fire. You know, it's, that's like, that other baptism is going to be with fire. And it's it's going to be ugly. Some of us won't be here. Hopefully all of us won't be here. But it's it's one of those things, is how do we, I mean, we have, we still have time. We still been given some time. And I just pray that we get a little help along the way. And I know he's there to help us. And that's where I was coming from this morning. Um, there was one other verse I'm just flipping through here. I think it's 27, Exodus 27, or 32, 32. It was the next mention of the word. And, and uh, there was something up first. We went from Joseph and the situation of his father dying and, and, and his brothers sending a messenger to for, seek forgiveness from their brother to the next place, a span of probably 400 plus years because Israel, Jacob was forgotten in Egypt <laughs> is what caused uh, Moses to be lifted up for God to pick another vessel to, to work with and and now we're in a place where um, Moses is coming to the end of his life. And he's seeking forgiveness. And 31 reads, And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if thou, and if not, block me, I pray thee out of thy book which thou hast written. <clears throat> and the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Ouch. Well, in Genesis also is the deception of the two brothers, Jacob and Esau. <clears throat> Artificial means to deceive into 
to take the blessing. And God didn't take the blessing back. And later on, that forgiveness was met on the road when they met at two brothers. Well, that's, that's a big part of what the Lord was giving me this morning as I was coming. Again, we look at Abraham, the father of three different faiths. You know, Esau and Isaac and Jacob. You got these, this is a, this is a family issue. This is a big family issue that, that that doesn't want to be talked about. They won't come to the table. We got it, it's, it's ugly. This is the world we live in. I mean, it's just I just I scratch my head going, "This is so big. How do you think? How do you dare tackle it? You know, or even bring it up again? We're we're just a little piece of this family, and we're we're the adopted ones. You know, in this sense, how do you go to those that are of blood and, and share this with them without <laughs> losing your head. You know, you got some angry ones in Israel on both sides of that issue. And then you go around the world in the same thing. It it's, covers the whole globe now. It's just, again, it's, there's a spirit that's it's, there's more that we can do is what's getting me. And I, and I don't know if I'm, I'm guilty of not doing it, but to get, by taking that leading of the Spirit and, and doing those things, of sharing, uh, I don't know, I, I just don't know. In 1 John 1, 8 through 10, it says, We say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We say that we have no sin, but it sees ourselves in the truth of not us. And that's speaking to Christians, because the second chapter, first verse says, My little children, these things write on you that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate of the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So I think what it boils down to is, you know, not that every man did that which is right in his own sight, but everybody has to deal with their own heart. And that's kind of a paramount thing, you know, dealing. Because, like, unforgiving spirit is like taking poison and thinking it's going to hurt the person that you're not forgiving or you're resenting. And so, and poisoning something. I read that from somebody. It makes a good analogy. Like, you feed them poison, hopefully they have you to die yourself because you're not forgiving them. How many times do you use I and me in a day? The self-importance. <clears throat> that's that, and again, that's part of this this issue <clears throat> of dealing, dealing with forgiveness or, or seeking forgiveness. It, it is a personal thing. I learned that when we started mission work. Notice I say we, mm -hmm. because that's the Lord's involved in it. Yeah. I learned that at that point in time that it took Him allowing me to be able to accomplish a mission. And that mission was to see people saved, to eventually build a, a system and make it an organization that would serve the Lord. And not always did it do that because human beings are involved in it. But I and me was used so many times by us. 
that we, if you taped it, it was scarier when you got done at the end of the day. Yeah, I begin this forgiveness thing. You know, I was abused as a child. I mean, I suffered some horrific stuff. I was ritualistically abused, sexually abused, tortured, all this stuff. It, but what happened was, when I would talk about people said, well, have you forgiven your perpetrator? And so I went through a series of my life of forgiving them. And then, after that was over, they'd say, well, have you forgiven yourself? And I went through a period of time in my life where I was forgiving myself. Now, this is something that sounds like blasphemy. But somebody asked me, says, have you forgiven God? Now, God don't need forgiveness. But in my heart, I was, why God? Why God? Why God? You know? And so, um, I had to go through that inner healing in my heart of forgiving God. And I still deal with it because that our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, I got to look at God as a nurturing spirit in my life. And sometimes, as a father figure, I don't feel that nurturing. And so, I had to go through a time where I had to forgive God. Now, I'm past that, and so, yeah, I just wanted to share that. I think that's the place where a lot of the world is, is what you were just talking about. They want to blame God for all the things that have happened to them and the things that they've been through. And, you know, well, it's, it's, it's the nature of, our, of this beast that looks for someone to put the blame on, you know, outside of ourselves. And, and, well, and, and not everything is our own fault either. It's just, there's back to that word sin again. It doesn't just affect me. My sin doesn't just affect me. It affects other people around me. And we don't necessarily see that or recognize that or acknowledge that as we make our choices sometimes. Again, the more I study this word, the time that I spend with these, these fellowships, I, I gain a little more insight and knowledge, maybe some wisdom in the process. Um, I thank you for sharing this morning, for being part of the conversation something I think we all can learn something from. And again, it wasn't me. It was our, it was our Heavenly Father that, that brought this and gave this this morning. And I thank him. And in his son's name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I think all of us got something that happened in our past or the way we grew up. And we ask questions, why, why, why? And we just can't find that answer. Well, it's like... Uh, he brought up those three pillars a minute ago that were kind of interesting to me. What was it and who did it and how come I was in the you know, kind of deal? Uh, how, my, how What was the situation? But, you know, that's probably not the best way to do that. And, and it's like,